de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome, you and all, to the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about Latino everything. I'm your host, Crispin Valentin. Thank you for being here. And if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, what are you doing? Help us out. Help us reach our goal. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We have a lot of content going on. We're putting out a lot of episodes, bringing you a lot of interviews, and we're going to continue. But it helps to get to the next step when we get subscribers. So like the page, hit the bell, get ready, set a reminder for the next, for the ones that already did. We truly do appreciate you. We are able still to read your comments, let us know where, what we're doing, how we're doing, and different things like that. So thank you very much for subscribing to the channel. And we're going to continue to do this just for you so we can bring you more Latino content, more people, culture, different things entrepreneurs locally and differently we have some certain li- we have some things lined up for you and you will see what we have if you subscribe and stay tuned so thank you now before we get started with this latino we want to first make a correction from the one of our last episodes we did about julieta venegas that she has a twin there's like an identical twin. And I said that she was on the video. Her twin was on one of the videos, Eres Para Mi, but that's not that's not correct. Diego, the YouTube uh, YouTube user, Diego, actually said it was Lento, and I did double check, and it was Lento. So there you go. Don't say we don't. We can admit, or I can admit that I made a mistake, and I need to correct it. Again, some of the things I feel like I kind of memorize and go from the dome and say it but sometimes that just doesn't happen and i get it wrong but i'd be more than happy to admit that i made a mistake and correct it so thank you very much diego and thank you for i hope you are subscribed because you know i comment that i was going to make corrections so you're not going to see this i hope you do okay now before we get to the first latino we're going to talk about how important is traveling we mentioned it on our last episode with angie paola shout out to her and she told told us about uh you know we were just making small talk about traveling but i think it's important to travel because it does open your eyes to see the way that other people live it's it's great to be at a place where everything's provided here in the u.s or wherever you're you're looking at this Uh, however when you go and see how other people are living how other people eat and do their their daily thing not only the touristy place don't get me wrong see those if you can but really being with the people, how they how they handle, how they interact and different things like that, it does give you a different different perspective as far as the way that you look at the world. It does open your eyes more to see different things. So if I think it's very important to see other places. If you are able to make your way, save your money, find a way to go see a place and uh yeah, just enjoy the moment of seeing a, the way that different cultures function because we always accustomed to seeing the things and sometimes even just the thing, the way that our family lives, right? We just see our immediate family, a couple of friends, how they live, but we don't really realize how the people live and it might seem a little weird to us, but you know, we all are different and we're all a hundred percent different. And it's, it's a good thing to, to see the way that it is to give you and open your mind in different ways to, to be a better person to be a better person and a better human being. I, th- I think it's a good idea. Maybe it's just me. Maybe just a homebody and don't like to go anywhere. Nothing wrong with that. 
but I think your perspective when you're in that place compared to if you were out and about in another country, then I can almost guarantee it'll be like way different. So I recommend you traveling. Get out there. Okay, so we're going to do our Latina. This one is uh, very interesting. Some of you might recognize some of the things I'm talking about, and it's going to be very interesting. Even the next Latino after that, they're connected somehow, and you're going to see if you stay tuned in how they are connected. We have Gloria Estefan, born Gloria Maria Milagros Fajardo Garcia. Yeah, typical Latino name. Very long. September 1st, 1957, is a Cuban-American singer, songwriter, actress, businesswoman. She started her career as a lead singer for the group Miami Latin Boys, which later became Miami Sound Machine. Now, the machine part was because of the label. That's the reason why they went with this, the machine. Now, guess when she joined the group right after high school back in 1975 back in 1975 she embarked her music career fully with the band and that's when she really started getting into her roots of latino when shortly after high school and that's how she started experiencing different things now she experienced worldwide success with the song conga so a lot of you might remember it's an older song 1985 but that's what got gloria Estefan her signature sound as far as the miami sound machine and they even won what's called the grand prix grand prix in the 15th in tokyo music festival in 1986 in the middle of 1988 she and the band also won the number one song for anything for you first number one hit was anything for you for them now her father this is very interesting so they're she's he, she's cuban and of course of course her father's cuban so this is a little bit of history of him and how crazy things were and how her father was involved in different things right her father was a bodyguard for Belgesio Bautista's wife, the first lady who was overthrown by Fidel Castro, her father was arrested and released three months later, and he fled and escaped to America. Later, her father joined the CIA and became part of the group called the Brigade 2506, who attempted to invade Cuba in the Bay of Pigs. Some of you might remember this. However, that was not successful. He failed. He landed in jail again for another two years. And later he was released. He also, her father, Gloria's father, went and fought the war of Vietnam and was exposed to Agent Orange. So Agent Orange is some it's a gas that they use in the war and caused different things. And for him, it led him to have a muscular scoliosis. So, yeah, he not only did he attempted to take back Cuba, fell, but he did serve in uh, the army of the U.S. And, you know, he was exposed to certain things that happened when you're in war. And uh, at this moment of time when we're recording this, the things are happening with... Ukraine and uh, I, I see a lot of people 
like trying to make fun of it and maybe it's just a, a coping mechanism to try to not see it too serious uh but war is it's a war is a it's a terrible thing that we have such a thing in 2022 it really is i get it that it's fun to make on it and lighthearted of it but people's life even if it's one they're gonna lose their life and it's not it's not a good thing especially where it really doesn't make any sense and for somebody's ego to try to take back something that doesn't really belong to them then i mean again to each their own but i just don't feel like it's a nice thing to do to make fun of this because people's lives are going to lose regardless if it's just one one is too many on something that is makes no sense and i don't know which ones are right because there's so many media outlets pushing this pushing that i just think regardless of anything war itself is senseless in the day and age that we live and I hope everything turns out for the best over there and best of wishes to to make sure that there's this is resolved quickly and that uh, it doesn't lead to more. And then we could just, you know, be here. We already have too many things going on. OK, so in March 1990, Stefan had a, a severe accident in her tour bus. She made a comeback in 1991. And some of you might remember on the news when you heard that she had had a bad accident but she was able to survive and in march 1991 she made a new world tour and an album called into the light and that's where she came back and you know reclaimed her place after recovery and going through and all kinds of you know different pretty sure surgeries and having to just you know because she got badly hurt it was if I'm not mistaken, one of the interviews that I saw, it was real close to where if it was any closer, then she might even be paralyzed or even not be here, if I remember correctly. So it's crazy that she came back and make a full comeback. And some of you, again, remember this from the news. Now, in 1993, Spanish language album Mi Tierra was released and won the first of three Grammys for the best tropical album. It was the first number one on the Billboard's top Latin album charts and established her uh, established when it was released. It was also the first diamond album in Spain. If you know about record sales, there's platinum, there's gold, there's platinum, and then there's diamond. And diamond is a lot of sales, a lot of album sales that you have to do in order to even get there. And she accomplished that in Spain. Now, many of her songs have rhythms. Uh, you might remember some of them. So I'm going to name some of them. So you remember some of the songs that most likely you heard already. The rhythm is going to get you. One, two, three. Don't get, uh, don't want to lose you. Get on your feet. Here we are coming out of the dark. Bad Boy, Oye, Party Time, and the remake of Turn Up the Beat became an international chart-popping hit. Stefan's record sales, guess how many record sales that she has? 75 million as of the time that we recorded. 75 million records sold worldwide, making her one of the best and all-time sellers as a Latina. That is wild. That's a lot of record sales. That's a lot of record sales. She also won three Grammy Awards and received a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Las Vegas Walk of Fame, too. So there's 
first of all, that's the first time I heard this like Las Vegas Walk of Fame. <laughs> Maybe it's just and I've been to Vegas a few times. And the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which, you know, a lot of the artists, a lot of artists, singers, whatever, it's one of the uh one of the indicators that you made it made it and you made it big having a, a star. So, you know, big shout out to her. In two thousand and fifteen, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom for her contribution to American music and received a Kennedy Center honor in December twenty seventeen for her contributions to American culture life. I mean when you have so many hits and literally globally and internationally, you're putting these records and a lot of people are recognized. You only make sense that you should be recognized, but to receive the presidential medal of freedom, is a big deal. And being a Latina and having to come from adversity, but having that accident that like could have been worse to coming back and, and getting this major, major accomplishment. Stefan also won an MTV music award and was honored in the American music award for a lifetime achievement. And also the BMI songwriter of the year. She was introduced into songwriting into the songwriting hall of fame and also received multiple billboard awards. And she is also on the top 100 artists of all time uh, for VH1 and Billboard, that is wild to me that uh, she has done so much. Right now, I haven't seen much of her, but I know that now she's more focused on the business side. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, she is part owner, her her husband, of uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm almost 100% sure that that's true. If not, Leave a comment, <laughs> correct me, and I got you. I'll make sure that I address it. Now, for the next one, I mentioned earlier, uh, her husband. Well, this is the next one that we're going to do. But before we do that, I think it's very important to laugh. Just a little bit of tips for us because they say laughter is the best medicine, right? And even though there's all kinds of wild things going on right now, with pandemic still getting rid of it to this, I was like, yeah, you have to laugh about it. Sometimes the news, I like to watch like night shows, mostly just the when they do their, uh, the uh, what's the one when they stand up and do that thing? What is it called, Carlos? When they stand up and do their, no, when they just talk, they, they what is it called? Anyways, monologue. Okay, yeah. So I like to watch the monologue and the way they deliver it because I think it's funny. They touch up a little bit on the news. It's not too, too serious, but I get a crack out of it. I, I know some people might not like it. And I enjoy the monologue. I, I enjoy the way they do it, the way they set it up, the way they structure it, and different things like that. So that's how I get a good laugh and at least get some news like that. And uh, a tip in life. Don't get too consuming the news because I feel like a lot of the times the news is put out to literally terrorize you, to bring you in fear, to try to sell you something. Or they're pushing something for whoever's putting in the money to them to, you know what I mean? It, it, think about this. No way that in a whole week, nothing else happened 
happens in the world. Nothing else happens in the world besides that particular story that they run over and over and over. And they know that the reason why we say subscribe all the time, subscribe to the channel is because it works. It's repetition. It's, it's a terminology for radio that they use that repetition over time eventually, right? Think about this. Whenever you first hear a song, you're like, eh, it's okay. But then you get on your radio and turn on the radio and, and listen to it a few times. By the second, third time, it's like, eh, it's not that bad. And then by like the seventh time, it's like, oh, that's my jam. Turn it up. Like, And I know it happened to me before. Like, like that song by OT Genesis, I'm in love with the Coco. The first time I heard it, it was like, eh, it's all right. I kind of turned it down a little bit. But after a few times, you're like, oh. This song is so good, blah blah blah. Well, this is the same concept when the news does, and when you constantly just bombarded and just locked in all the time, and it's not good, <laughs> it's not good, and you it's gonna make you feel a certain way. Sounds crazy, but all the stuff you're taking in is it makes you feel a certain way. So, if get informed. But don't get consumed and feel in terror. It is a beautiful world still. Even though everything that's going on, it's still an amazing place that we live. So don't get terrorized. Get informed, but get whatever you need to and get out of there. And don't start off your day with the news, first of all. That's just, they never report good news. It's hardly ever the case that they report good news. It's always the worst of the worst, and it's by design. So I wouldn't recommend to watch the news. I would. First of all, it is recommended not to get on your phone like at least 45 minutes to an hour before you. I'm not a practicer there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it makes sense because you start connecting with everything and just detaching yourself from reality, kind of. But at the same time, minimum, don't go into the news if you're going to get in your phone. You know, just let it be. Get informed. Find out what's going on. And. Find a few other sources, not on the same network that you watch, and realize that a few networks run completely opposite, and we live in the same place. How is that possible that they run in completely opposite stories? One is pro something, the other one's against something. In here, it doesn't make sense to me, to me at least. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next Latino, as I mentioned. This is Emilio Estefan and Emilio Estefan Gomez was born in March in 1953. He's a Cuban-American musician, author, producer. Estefan has won 19 Grammy Awards. He first came to prominence in music with Miami Sound Machine. Now, does it sound familiar now? Miami Sound Machine. Gloria Estefan was part of Miami Sound Machine. You know what I mean? Okay, so he had to leave Cuba because in Cuba, at the time that he was there, at the age of 15, they were going to put you in the military. So at the age of 14, 14, him and his dad fleed the country, went to Spain, and stayed there. And one of the interviews that I saw as a kid, he said he almost even went homeless at one time. That's how bad they were struggling, homeless. And he used to even play at restaurants for tips. And he is the founder of the Miami Latin Fusion Sound. So if you ever hear that term, this is the man that came up with that particular type of style of music. He is the husband of singer Gloria Stefan, father of 
Nayid Stefan and daughter Emily Stefan and is uncle to Spanish language television personality. And uh, some of you, they watch Latino, like some of the Univision and things like that. Yeah, you're going to know who that is. Lily Stefan. And some of you probably already know, but if you didn't know, there you go. Okay, Stefan is credited with paving the way for crossover explosion in the 90s. Now, do you remember in the 90s, there was crossover after crossover from different type of Latino artists, and there was all kinds of them, right? So he is the one that is credited for bringing in the 90s all these Latinos to cross over and start doing not only Spanish music, but uh, move over into English and start getting that getting the latinos involved in the mainstream radio okay so he brought of course his wife one of the main ones and then of course you have ricky martin jennifer lopez shakira mark anthony and all those you remember because in the 90s you couldn't get away from some of those great songs that they were making and some of those artists are still very much relevant nowadays to this day now, fun fact about him, about him, he used to play the accordion to pay for school. Now, if you think about it, he he almost went homeless and he used to play to get food and he used to even play, pay for school. So everything that he has as far as money and all that it just makes a lot of sense that he was going to be in that place for the same reason that he was not going to be he wasn't going to take no for an answer you know he was just he wasn't going to be suppressed by everything that was going on because he could easily throw the towel in right he's like nope nope that's i'm topped out i can't this i'm I'm literally i'm going to be homeless for a little while and that's that like nope that's not going to be the case to now being I don't know how much he's worth, but I'm pretty sure it's in the millions, especially if you own a team or part owner of a team, then you have to have quite a bit of money. So that's wild. Stefan received the BMI Songwriter of the Year in 2005 and also has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He also has received the Sammy Khan Lifetime Achievement Award by the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He... Also received a Presidential Medal of Freedom, and that was in 2005 by President Barack Obama. He's the one that put it. If you don't know what the Presidential Freedom, uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, it is the nation's highest civilian honor that someone can get. So I mentioned earlier his wife got one. He got one, too. But if you don't know what that is, it's like for this is the highest thing that you can get from the nation as a civilian, and he has one. Yes, he does. So there you have it. So these are two amazing Latinos. They are, uh, you know how people say couples goals and blah, 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 <laughs> things like that. To each their own, by the way. It's not my thing. But like, there's really like, I haven't seen a, a meme, meme about them two. This would be like the real power couple and like don't get me wrong they're still they still go through things of course dealing with the media and different things like that and uh if i'm not mistaken they had uh one of their daughters they had uh, um 
I don't want to get it wrong, but amongst the family, there's things that happen that they have to overcome, just like every other family. They're not very different from us, and every family pretty much goes through different things. You know, one time uh, when I was at a job, uh, one of our coworkers, she's like, my my family is uh, it's not normal. I mean, uh, and I was like, and she was telling me about the things that were happening. I'm like, well, like, what is normal in a family? You know what I mean? There's everything. There's really not. If you are normal, per se, quote unquote, then like uh, there's like something going on there because that's not that's not how it happens. Everybody has little different things in, within the family. And that's perfectly fine because it's too many people, too many beliefs, even within families that you'll see different things. So abnormal is the normal per se in families that's that's what we are that's what we do it's just part of life so alrighty. so this was another episode for the global latin factor podcast remember we are just like you we are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world until the next episode